to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers that have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the weekend that was college football. I knew I was excited. I did not realize how excited I was. I mean, if, if anyone is questioning it, all you got to do is just go to your Twitter. You were a tweeting machine this weekend. Pretty much watching anything and everything. <laughs> Your boy is back. Ooh, we got legal betting Thursday. I know I talked about it Thursday night. I hit that parlay. I was ecstatic about it. I was just like, let's head Do you into remember the which weekend. ones it was? Um, Pitt, West Virginia. Pitt, West Virginia on the over. Uh, I picked Missouri State to just win outright because I went to Missouri State. That was the only reason right. why I threw it. Who's your there. favorite player? Uh, Jason Shelley, the quarterback, is a Utah State transfer. Originally, initially went to Utah, went to Utah State, and then made the transfer with Bobby Petrino. To Missouri State, and it's been an absolute stud. That's got to be quite the, the Just change. a couple downgrades, yeah. <laughs> mountains, mountains, Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> hey, you get a little south of there, you get some mountains too. Yeah. But uh, it was Brown, a Branson really good Hills. weekend. And uh, I thought most of the games lived up to the hype. And I will say this, I don't care if it pisses people off. You're not kept capturing that type of energy and enthusiasm on any NFL Sunday. You don't think so? Not at all? Nope. Not from just the continuous excitement of games. You don't get that on an NFL Sunday. Just moment after moment after moment. Mm-hmm. You might have close games, but you're still going to get some snoozers in there. They're like 27, 28. But yeah. the NFL is such a good product that at the end of the game, it's like, ah, we weren't really in it. You have a team that's just kneeling for the last two minutes. And I'm not saying this is me, but some people will be like, oh, you know, it's a blowout. I'm down to watching the game. When that happens, where, where is your mindset with it? Kind of like what's your point of view on it? Is it just like – now we get see, to see I just the young love guys watching play, the young guys, it, and I yeah. love the blowouts in college football. Mm-hmm. Like I know that every game in the NFL is much closer than college football, mm-hmm. but I love the the trick plays. I love that there's so much difference from one team to the next. Even watching the Georgia game, it was never close, <laughs> not for a second. And that was a top ranked team, you know, number yeah. three versus number eleven. It should have been a very close game. But Georgia came out and kicked ass. And you have a guy in Stetson Bennett who was remarkable. He's making plays. I, like, like, I knew he was a quarterback last year. Kind of an athlete. We saw I didn't know he could do. I did not know he could make some of the throws that he made. Or, like, just moving with his legs. Like, we mm-hmm. just really, the only thing I saw was the play action carryouts that they would do, or just sit in the pocket, or just hand the ball off. Yep. And so I love that part of college football that you don't get in the NFL. And the, like the gimmicky stuff too. The, you have a couple guys that you know, run like these weird end arounds. And I, I watched the App State North Carolina game from start to finish. Some of the weird stuff that they were doing. I also like that some of the quarterbacks are so bad that they miss wide open receivers. <laughs> yeah. Like that, and again, that part is exciting. Yep. Like if you have that happen on an NFL Sunday, people are sending that dude death threats. Yeah, he's getting annihilated by every single person on Twitter and the or media. Or every kicker in college yep. football. It's like, they're probably going to miss. <laughs> 100%. And then when they make like a 45-yarder, it's like, oh, my God, he did it. He, he actually made one that was from 45 yards. <laughs> in the NFL, if you miss a 45-yarder, it's like, cut him. 
Cut this guy. That's get him a freaking off my gimme. That's so, a gimme. I don't know. I feel like you get a little more leeway in the in the college football ranks to like mess up, and you should because these are like nineteen to twenty two year olds. <laughs> yeah. But for me, in my opinion, which that's what it is, it's an opinion. College football Saturdays are just so much better. The NFL is going to kick off on Thursday night. I'm not nearly as excited for that as I am college football. No, and I'm the same way. What did you think about game day? Were you as excited for it this week, or were you kind of – I saw Herbie cussed. I didn't watch it. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't watch it. I was on the golf course. I didn't watch it either. I'm just surprised <laughs> that you didn't. <laughs> I was up. I woke up. This time of year, I just don't sleep. I'm exhausted today. I don't sleep because I woke up at 730. Like, my body just knew, like, hey, it's football season. Yeah, Let's I woke up at uh, 6.30. I just hung over. <laughs> I was going to say, why are you waking up at 6.30? Bad That's five hours too early for you. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it. My body was like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I woke up early. I think I started to watch a little bit of game day, but, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even remember what I was doing or, or watching, but I mm-hmm. – I missed it. I saw that. I mean, they have a couple new people on there. Um, gosh, I can't remember their names on game day. I thought they did a good job. And I, and I hate to just continue to shit on a guy who's been so great to college football. Mm-hmm. Lee Corso is, I feel bad now watching him. Over oh, the yeah. last two, three years, I thought like, hey, man, it's, it's time for you to go. And it was, just to be honest, a little bit frustrating. Do you think now he finishes out the year? Like, it feels like it's reaching that Man, point. I almost I, – I had the tweet written, and I didn't hit send on it. What is ESPN going to do when he dies midseason? When he – during a break? Like, it's uh, – I, I Hopefully, you know, you never have a, a preparation for that because you definitely don't <laughs> expect it. But at the same time, yeah. and it's I've reasonable kind of, to ask that. I've kind of changed my opinion because, like I said, the last couple of years, it was like, hey, you guys got to do something. Like, this is, this is not a good product anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, I think it's almost inconsiderate to even have him out there. He's like, somebody needs to make that hard decision for him. Whether it's a family member, it's Kurt Herbstreit, like, somebody needs to be like, hey, coach, you, you're done, man. Yeah. You, he can barely formulate. Do you think it's him trying? Like, of course he's like, it's his decision to keep going out there. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like, at some point he needs to realize himself, like, this is, that was not good. I think he's too old to realize it. Is he going I, back and I saw a meme himself? going around. Uh, I think it was Saturday afternoon. It might have been Friday. That Lee Corso didn't pick. Um, he said the SEC would not win the SEC. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I didn't. Now I didn't see it on game day. I don't know if it's true. Uh-huh. But at this point, it's kind of believable. Yeah, it was rough, and I I didn't I didn't watch um, Big Noon kickoff either. Mm-mm. I don't know what the hell I did with myself on Saturday. You just had that much fun, I guess. I had my daughter, sure. so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we <laughs> Football did. Football games? Yes, game? thank you. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Man, you really did. You had to look on your face like, what did I do? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of freaking out. Like, do I have a concussion? I cannot remember. <laughs> this Saturday was their first game. So we spent the whole morning like getting ready uh, for them, and they both cheer on the same team. So oh, that do. lasted forever. Stella. I don't know, because they're cheerleaders, and I was watching the football game. <laughs> That's a good hey, kick, sweetie. If I gotta pay my three dollars to get in, I'm watching the good product. Uh, they did. They did a great job. They actually is, uh, they cheer up. They cheer on the sixth grade team, even though they are in third and fourth grade. 
hashtag athletes. Yeah, something like that. But they did a good job. Uh, but it was really cool to be out there. Their game lasted forever, though. It was a two-hour-long game. What? And, like, we had to be there early uh, for them to get ready and stretch and stuff and you like were that. there even earlier than they should have been. So. Correct. Yeah, you're earlier than <laughs> yep. being early. So I got there at 9.15. <laughs> the game started at 10. <laughs> What? I've wasted so many years of my life by being too early. Yeah. I'm trying to fix it to where it's like, hey, stop it. It's a 10-minute drive to the stadium from my house. It's yeah. like, why are we leaving 20 minutes early? I don't know. I can't fix it. And it's, like, it's not like anyone's going to be upset with you if you are two minutes late to being early. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah. why they say get there at 930 so we can stretch and warm up. If you're rolling at 945, you're all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they had their first game. So I didn't watch a lot of the, the pregame stuff, but I don't even know how much of it I will watch going forward. I didn't watch yeah. much of it last year. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, next week, I'll tell you, probably won't see any of it because we'll be on the road going to Austin, Texas. Yep, to watch very exciting. Alabama play. Very exciting, very scary, too. We'll see. I have no expectations for Texas being good against. Alabama, so I think that I'm okay. I'm still going to get frustrated when things go bad. Yeah, um, but I, I don't expect them to win at all. If they were able to keep it competitive, like they did against LSU a couple of years ago mm-hmm. with Joe Burrow there, yep, that was fine. We'll be all about it. It'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, Texas can compete. Sweet, they're they're heading in the right direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Quinn Ewers' first start was yesterday. Didn't get to see a lot. Of it. I'll just be honest with you guys. I'm not going to sit here and come on and be like, oh, um, this is well, for what I saw. But here's the thing big country i didn't get to see any of it either and i was at home i wasn't traveling i wasn't with buddies i was sitting at home on my couch with nothing to do except for watch football games but that damn longhorn network yeah it's a curse it's i am to the point now where i hate it like who i don't even know what provider carries it that's what i was going to ask you because what's the point of having your own network if you can't watch the largest package that there is on like direct tv or something Mm -hmm. Like, YouTube TV doesn't have it. I had, uh, I had DirecTV before. I didn't have it. I've had Dish Network before. I didn't have it. Is it like a network, but you got to go to their website and stream it or and something? And even, like, I pay for ESPN Plus, too. Yeah. Can't get it on ESPN Plus. Like, Which, who actually watches BS. the damn Longhorn Network? And so some of these games, like, yeah, it was ULM, so it's whatever. But I feel like most of those games are some of these early season games. Like, okay, that would have been on TV somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now the Longhorn Network, you can't find it anywhere. It's, it sucks. So I, I hate it. So I didn't see any of it either. I've seen some highlights, but that's it for the Texas game. Uh, we did start talking about the Georgia game. Uh, Stetson Bennett looked very good. Um, I, I think that he might be a candidate for the Heisman. It's only week one, but I think you have to look at it each week and think. If he can do that against the number 11 Oregon team, who did not, did not look good, not but Dan Lanning is coming over as the Georgia defensive coordinator. Now is at Oregon, so he knows what he's doing defensively. Stetson Bennett cooked him. <laughs> it, it, it did Heisman not look watch right. right there. Heisman candidate Stetson Bennett. I, I think thought? so. You at least put it up there. I mean, in Georgia, we were talking about it Thursday night. They have so many talented players now. Yep. I saw your tweet that uh, he's going to sell so many houses next year as a realtor. And it's like, if he goes that route, he's insurance, yeah. he's going to kill it. Is <laughs> he, there any possibility? And I know, like, uh, you know, there's always at least a chance he becomes an NFL prospect this year. Is he the quarterback that we just kind of we know about but didn't expect him to take the jump? And boom, all of a sudden he does. I think if you put it into context or relativity, like um, 
Could he be like a sixth round draft pick? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that he's probably going to interview pretty well. He's won a national championship. So he definitely could be a draft pick. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I do not think that he will ever catch on as an NFL quarterback. But who knows? Uh, one person I think is uh, pretty confident to say that he will not is uh, Mr. Bo Nix. <laughs> I did not know. And I saw your tweet, so I don't want to take it. I want to give you credit for it. Why the heck is he wearing number 10? Why would you do that? I know it's a new coach, Dan Lanning, coming over. Somebody at Oregon should have seen that. Even, like, you know, somebody in the equipment staff mm-hmm. should have said, like, hey, we need to double-check this. Yeah. They are letting him wear a 10. And not that Justin Herbert was, like, some absolutely fantastic college quarterback. Obviously, he's very good in the NFL. It shouldn't be letting Bo Nix just come in and wear a 10. Yeah, and it's you get also a big-time like- prospect, like, maybe – but, I think it's one of those deals, too, where it's like you can't have – like if Quinn Ewers comes in and wears 11, I'm not going to be happy about that coming into Texas, right? It's just like mm-hmm. if you have a position player that was good and succeeding at the next level or had success in your program, you can't have someone come in like two or three years after yeah, that and then wear the number. It's too fresh. That, that number still identifies with yeah. Justin Herbert. And like uh, you know, the Florida game yesterday, watching Anthony Richardson absolutely tear it up yesterday mm-hmm. while wearing number 15. I can remember talking to some Florida fans and be like, this is bullshit that they're letting him wear mm-hmm. 15. It's been a couple of years. It, that is probably still like a should be a no-no, but well, he, had, he looked it good gave yesterday. Him some freaking magic powers because holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just saw it yesterday and it, it didn't sit right with me. And it I'm not like an Oregon weird. guy. I'm not a Justin Herbert guy. But you've got to know better than to – one of the best quarterbacks you've had probably in your program's history. And you're just like, no, nah, let Bo Nix wear your number. Why is that number just not – or going back to Florida, why is 15 not retired? Yeah, like what are they waiting for? <laughs> I don't get it. But I will say, Anthony Richardson was very impressive yesterday. He was, he's been one of those guys that a lot of people have been talking about. Of like, oh, okay, he, here's a draft prospect. He might actually be quarterback one. And he made a case for it yesterday. He played so well against a very good Utah team. And I was very impressed. I mean, he had the two-point conversion, the fake jump pass spin move thing. And I tweeted it out, too. Again, there's about a million from yesterday. I think that could have been a Heisman moment for him, upsetting oh, yeah. the number seven team in the nation and having that fantastic play. And then I think he had like three rushing touchdowns to go with it. He played very, very well What yesterday. is the uh, most impressive part of his game for you? Is it the throws? Is it just the playmaking ability to extend a play? Is it just being able to you know, take over a play with his legs? I would say yesterday the most impressive thing was, for me was how disciplined he was. He, you know, he wasn't really like a gunslinger that was taking a lot of risk with throws. He played very disciplined. But it, you know, a lot of times with guys who are athletic – or, you know, hell, just to be honest, talk about black quarterbacks, it'll be like, oh, it's not a good decision maker. Yeah. I thought Anthony Richardson did a fantastic job of making decisions yesterday. Even on the two-point conversion of the, whoa, I don't need to throw that. And he didn't. Made the spin move, converts a two-point conversion that they really needed. I thought that was impressive. I knew he had a big arm. I knew he was very athletic. Mm-hmm. His decision making was phenomenal. And again, that Utah defense is good. They're always good. We even talked about that on Thursday night. So I was very impressed with him and even Billy Napier and the entire Florida team. 
I mean, I think a lot of people, again, maybe this, maybe I'm wrong on it, but the opinion of Utah is, eh, they don't really belong. Yeah. But they, I, they do. That's a good football team. So I think Florida deserves a lot of credit for beating them. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, that's the number seven team in the nation, but I, I don't think a lot of people are respecting that number in front of them. And for Florida, I mean, they should definitely be a top 25 ranked team. Yeah, and I don't, and I, know that, I don't know that they're ready to be like on the same tier as Alabama or Georgia, but I think they could be players in the SEC. It's got everyone's attention, at least, mm-hmm. especially when, you, you know, you, again, you beat a Utah team that's ranked number seven. I just feel bad for Utah that you came in at seven, and it's just like, pfft, you lose by like that. Man, that's the Pac-12. That's, <laughs> we talked about it. I knew it was going to happen at some point. I thought they would at least get off to a hot start. <laughs> yeah, that is, we talked about that last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't. USC played very well, too, but they didn't play anybody good. Mm-hmm. So, And I didn't plan on talking about the USC game. They had a true freshman strike the Heisman pose. Week one of the season. I completely missed that. You should be able to find a player if he does that. <laughs> They've got NIL money now. It's like yeah. if you strike the Heisman pose and you don't win it, that's a fine. A significant, like $10,000. Pick a class and knock them down a grade. I absolutely hate when people strike the Heisman pose. And like, no offense to the running back, Brown, he's, he's a top prospect. You're a freshman, though. Like You're, you're going to have to rush for like. 1,800 yards. Now, if he like has a Heisman performance and he called it from week one, it's like, okay, hey, like, it's risky. Pretty ballsy play, but and that's it why paid you off. Should, yeah, you should wait till after the season. Yeah. And say, like, okay, hey, but you didn't win, so you're going to have to pay us now. <laughs> yeah, you look like an idiot. <laughs> like you're paying for you know somebody's lunch at USC because that's not even enough for half of a scholarship there. <laughs> but... Somebody should have to pay for that one. Bryce Young looked really good yesterday, too. Six total touchdowns, five passing, one rushing. He also rushed for 100 yards, uh, which is crazy. I didn't really watch that game. Uh, I believe it started while Florida and Utah were going on. So it's like I stuck with that game. Mm -hmm. And then it was just it was a blowout. So it's like, yeah, not really super important. But, you know, another guy, Heisman, winner last year. I think that he's still very much... Obviously, in the running, and as two Texas fans that are going to watch him play next week, he might torch that secondary. I, I, losing the receivers and stuff that he did doesn't really seem to be an issue. Man, it's just Alabama. I mean, they just reload. It's just like, <laughs> all right, let's learn these names. You know, who's the next guy to come up here and just be an absolute stud? Possibly they win a Heisman. Possibly leads them to the national championship. Mm-hmm. But it's almost just a guarantee that Alabama's going to have studs. And the fact that Bryce Young came in, it looks almost better than he did last year. Week one, it's like, God bless it. Here yeah. we go. Now, it was Utah State. Mm-hmm. But still, he played very well. Five touchdowns against anybody is very phenomenal. Yep. So, uh, hats off to him. I mean, even rushing for 100 yards at his size. I mean, it's just yeah. like. Mm-hmm. He did have that long run of like 60 plus. And even watching that one, I don't know if it's like the Tua thing. It made me nervous, though. It's like, hey, bro, get down. Stop it. <laughs> get some help. <laughs> <Yeah>. Slide. <laughs> Don't do this be, to us. Be smarter. I did see the the clip that's going viral of where he's celebrating a touchdown and he like walks over and like dabs up Saban and then Saban's mm-hmm. talking about something and he's just like you literally see me like yes sir and then he like just goes on. Oh it's yeah, like, he man, does like the Euro step celebration mm-hmm. and Which then immediately I think is sees so Saban. Cool, by the way, it was cool. Immediately sees Nick Saban is like okay now time to be mature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember one time as like a thirteen year old playing video games with one of my friends. And then out of nowhere, my girlfriend at the time came over. It's like, I didn't invite you. This was before cell phones. Yeah. She just came over. And my mom was like, yeah, they're in his room. Go, go ahead. 
And at the time, it was like video games were for losers. I didn't want her to see me playing video games. Oh. I remember seeing her walk in the room and just like flipping the remote, the controller out of my hands just to be like, I'm not playing video games. <laughs> I, I'm not a loser. I'm cool. I'm even a bigger loser. I'm watching my friends play video games <laughs> at right? my house. That's what that scene reminded me from. Uh, just Bryce Young being like, yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Oh, I'm mature. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Let me dap you up. There How we go. Uh, and I'm ready to talk. What's happening with series? Uh, Alabama looked very good yesterday, but the big time game uh, was Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame, hats off to them. I thought they played very well. I was pretty disappointed in C.J. Stroud in the Ohio State offense. We've been hyping them up all offseason. Oh, yeah. And then you, you barely do anything. Maybe that is to credit Ohio State, but, like, I don't – Notre, sorry, Notre Dame, yeah. yeah. But I don't really care. Like, you've got a ton of NFL talent on that team, and you put up 21 points. Yeah. Even if Marcus Freeman is a phenomenal coach, which he might be, and Notre Dame is just loaded with talent on the defensive side – Ohio State's got to put up more than 21 at home in prime time. Oh, I so mean, that was absolutely. a little bit of a letdown for me. And the thing is, is like you see C.J. Stroud's numbers, 24 for 34, over 200 yards passing and two touchdowns. I feel like you see that as like, okay, that's a good game. But like, and I don't know. Notre Dame's ranked five. Ohio State's ranked two. You win by you know 11 points. That's something mm-hmm. to be impressive about. It's just, like you said, we kind of just expected yeah. more. And it did kind of remind me of last year when Georgia and Clemson opened the season. And they didn't score very many points, and a lot of people were like, oh, my God, these guys suck. Like, this is not going to be good. Yeah. It just turned out that both teams were very good defensively. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case. I, Ohio State played much better defensively than I thought they would. Yeah. Um, I know, we again, talked about it on Thursday. If all their names seem to be on the offensive side of the ball. They, they do have some prospects and players on the defense. So maybe they are just better defensively, and we gave them too much credit on offense. Notre Dame didn't play bad, but. Uh, still lose by 11 points. I, I think it's just a top-heavy college football this year. Yeah, and that's exciting. It's going to throw some parity into it. And there was the other announcement that they're uh, going to have a 12-team playoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems exciting. Yeah, before 2026. I think it will happen yeah. much sooner than that. That's something that happened like last, I think it was last spring. And then like the Pac-12 and some other conferences got pissed mm-hmm. off. And like, we're not doing it. <laughs> they pretty much rolled the the same thing out in the fall, and everybody was like, "Yep, this is a great idea." It's like they changed nothing. It's like that bill that John Stewart got passed. It's like we didn't change anything and just run it through again. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna pass it this time. Yeah, all right. I guess we agree. <laughs> oh, enough of you are pissed off about this. Yeah, okay, let's pass it. it uh, I don't know. I didn't read anything much about that. But I didn't either. But the twelve team playoff, I think it's exciting. I'm yeah. not one of those people that's like, "Oh, you shouldn't expand it." Blah blah blah. It's cool. Let these other teams in. Now, I did I did not like the fact where people were looking at it and trying to compare it immediately to, like, Georgia versus Oregon because this is the beginning of the year. We don't know what these teams are. Like, if it would have came out the other is, way and like, Georgia gets rolled, that's like, pfft. Yeah, like, I, Cincinnati got the shit kicked out of them last year. Yeah. It's still fun to watch football. Did you see them play Arkansas, by the way? Yeah. Didn't look bad. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a I watched the game. first. I watched the second quarter. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Close game. They played better than I thought. Cincinnati mm-hmm. played better uh, than I, I thought they would. And my favorite game of the weekend, if you haven't seen it, find a way to rewatch it, was North Carolina versus Appalachia State. I saw the last play because that, was, that the, was it. That was one of the best football games I've ever watched. How in the world do you score 40 points in the fourth quarter? 
just that's insane to me. Hell, I, I think it was like down to the um, last couple minutes, like two or three minutes left, and you had a couple touchdowns. I mean, it was absolutely bonkers. Like we started they, the show, that's the beauty of college football. App State did an onside kick. North Carolina fielded it cleanly, took it for a touchdown, and then App State scored again after that. <laughs> I mean, it was it was great. I did have one person reply on Twitter to some of my tweets and saying like that was one of the most unenthusiastic booths ever. And I didn't want to call them out on Twitter. There was no energy in that booth. That I don't know who it. was calling it. But it was like neither one of those guys wanted to be there because it was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. And if Gus Johnson had been on the call, we would have been talking about it for generations. But <laughs> whomsoever was in the booth, not great. Not good. I just, not good. I don't, maybe they just needed a couple extra guys that didn't really love football because I don't know. I was like up on the couch shouting. I feel doing bad my thing. For, uh, for Appalachian State because like you do lose the game in that style. But also the fact that when you do the onside, have you seen that, that replay of it? Oh, like, I was watching a lot. North Carolina, you know, scoops and scores, <laughs> but it's the fact that they're for Appalachian State, their entire return to, or defending team there got annihilated by North Carolina. Every single yeah, one of like, them. Like I think they're like three or four guys that just get collapsed. And the one at the player head. that does not like sees all of his other teammates die and he like freezes for a second. He's like, Ooh, mm-hmm. am I gonna die? Nope, okay, I'm good. Let's go. In the fourth quarter, App State scored forty points, but North Carolina also scored twenty two. 62 combined points in the fourth quarter and no energy in the booth. It was a fantastic game. Uh, I'll tell you another fantastic place, though, is Roper Kia. Go check them out online. Look at their inventory. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter if it is a matter of when you visit their website, so be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. All right, let's move on from the college football world, and let's start talking a little NFL, because on Thursday we do have the return of the National Football League Bills-Rams, I think. Yes, Thursday night. Yes, yes, yes. That'll be a good game. I, and I know that I said a lot about the NFL to start the show. I do still love the NFL. <laughs> I, that game is not going to be nearly as good as App State, North Carolina, though. No. probably. I, I mean, it's going to get more is. viewers, I for do sure. Hope. Yeah. And the NFL is great. It, it is the top echelon of football where you're going to have – it's probably going to be a pretty close game. It's going to be back and forth. But to me, college football is still just a better product. And I do think that – Part of it is the errors in college football. To be like, how do you mess up that bad, man? You're at a Division One school. Like, you were the dude at your high school, and you just dropped that pass. Um, <laughs> but the NFL, very exciting. We are going to preview uh, our teams, at least our division winners, and give a look at our wild card teams and Super Bowl matchups, and then look at some MVPs, defensive player of the years, rookies, things like that, and then two uh, just the tips tonight Ooh. for the people in need. Again, just slide in those DMs. Even if I don't get to them when I see them, we will get to them on the show. So appreciate you guys tuning in and listening and uh, contributing to the show. But let's start with the AFC North here. Both of us agree pretty much on the entire AFC, just to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I was looking Both through, us, even kind of going through the NFC, I think we agreed all the way through. You know what I really thought of the NFC when I started going through this? 
The NFC sucks. 100 without a Good doubt. Good like, luck. Even picking the wild card teams, you're like, Pfft. Yeah, none. Yeah. Can I pull some from the AFC? Just keep it four. Just keep it a four. No, no yeah. bye weeks for you guys. I, I, yes. I, there are two teams that I put as wild card teams in the NFC, and I thought, shit. They are bad. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing with the NFC have East. Like, <laughs> someone's winning that division are probably 9-8. and eight. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, both of us, though, had the Ravens winning in the AFC North. I do think that they are in for a rebound mm-hmm. season. I, I think that they are still a very good football team. I don't think that the Lamar Jackson contract situation is going to be a distraction for them. But I, I, not to feed a fed horse, I do think the Bengals are going to have a target on their back where they're not sneaking up on anyone this year. And I still think that they're going to be a really good team. But you're not flying under the radar till week 14, and then people are like, wait a second. They are good. And they were a damn good team last year. You don't just sneak up to the Super Bowl. That is impossible to happen. So they're a very good team. But I do think that their record could be worse this year, and they might even be a better football team than they were last year. But I do have the Ravens winning it. I think that they're, they're just a more complete football team. I'm expecting a Lamar Jackson bounce back to where – I think that he should probably up there, be up there for the MVP Absolutely. if he stays healthy. And then getting J.K. Dobbins back, that defense is usually nasty. But, I mean, last year everything just kind of fell apart because of injury and illness. Yep. And I want to see how much better the receiving corps is for the Ravens as well. Rashad Bateman, we get to see another year of him. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson did put on a lot of weight this offseason, training and working out. It's muscle. It's a contract here as well. Those negotiations are still going on that we're aware of. I know – he's came out and was like, hey, we're going to stall this. It's not going to stop. Like any, Your play is a negotiation tactic on how well you do. And if you play poorly, well, your number's going down. And I think he's going to come out and just play absolutely amazing. I think the Ravens are going to be good. And when you look at this division, it's like Pittsburgh's still trying to get things figured out. Cleveland, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be able to take advantage of that because Deshaun Watson is not yeah, going to be starting for, for a while. Games. And it's just that opens it up for the Ravens. And mm-hmm. we've talked about it plenty of times with the Bengals last year. Everything just kind of fell into place for them. And as much as it was good for them, it's like maybe that's bad this year. Hopefully no one's complacent, you know, with the, the Super Bowl hangover and everything starts to crumble because you did add your offensive line in the offseason. So there is a, a great possibility that, hey, they just they take another level and they're even better than they were last year. They don't care about the target on their back. But right now, looking at the AFC North, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens as well. And the Steelers, I I love the Steelers, and I love Mike Tomlin. Uh, Question marks at quarterback. I think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. I haven't seen anything official. I think Tomlin came out over the weekend or last week to end the week and was like, I'm not naming one. Like, I know who the starter is. I'm not telling you. And I respect that because I get so tired of like, oh, we're still trying to figure it out. Best guy will win. You don't have any practices between now and then that are that important. It's all game prep. I'm becoming a bigger fan of Mike Tomlin, the person, instead of like just a coach. Mm -hmm. Like seeing him interact with players, like even from other teams and stuff. I I know the clip kind of was on Twitter um, from last week, the last preseason game. He just walks up to a player and he's just like, I fuck with you, bro. And he like just dabs him up and like keeps on about his way. And I'm just like, I didn't know you were so chill, Tomlin. You're such a cool dude. Yeah. And moving to the, is it, Anybody else you want to talk about in the AFC North? Um, not necessarily. Just, I mean, Cleveland's Cleveland better right now. I, I, even, even when Deshaun Watson comes back, like, are you thinking Amari Cooper's going to be healthy? I hope so, because I think I drafted him on my fantasy <laughs> team. Well, my Which, fantasy team, my injury bug's already hit. I'm in a league where you got defensive already. players, and Harold Landry was my defensive guy. Oh, yeah? Towards ACL, out for the year. Yep, that's tough. To see it. 
those drafting defense is fun. It takes a while, and then, I don't know. It's always hard to be like, when do I actually do this? When do I actually take defensive players? <laughs> that was exactly my thing this year. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm kind of right here at the end. I need my defensive guys. Might as well go ahead and grab them. Yep. Uh, let's move along to the AFC East, which I think is a dog shit division. Uh, but that's okay because the Buffalo Bills are also in that division. And they are going to be very good. Yep. And spoiler alert, Super Bowl contenders. I, there's something in me that just feels this is the year. Oh, I'm right there with you. I mean, a third year's the charm. You know, two years ago, you had the dis- the, the blowout loss in Kansas City in the AFC Changer game. Last year, the 13-second game. We've talked about it plenty. But then when you look at the rest of this division, it's like you look at Miami, and the biggest question mark there is kind of like we talked about Pittsburgh. The quarterback, is can Tua step up? Can he be the guy? Is Mike Daniels going to set something up on this offense to put Tua in the best position to succeed? We don't know that yet. The weapons are there. That's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, this is freaking the Buffalo Bills. You look at New England, I don't know what that offense is going to look like this year. I tried to hype it up in the preseason, and then it was like the moment I started getting excited about it, I was like, hey, maybe this is a team to kind of still keep an eye on. Ah, they just look like dog shit. You see all these reports, it's like, this is not good. And then yeah, you look at the not Jets. being able to even move the ball in camp. And exactly. Like it's like, or maybe your defense is that good, and if it is, like, well, that's good for you, but my God. And then when you look at the Jets, like, I just want to see them get better. That's all I'm looking at for the Jets. I'm, there's zero expectations there, as there shouldn't be from anybody. Just get better, and I want to see the guys that you're drafting still develop and yeah. make plays. Especially be Zach Wilson just being injured. And that's yes. going to be tough. He's going to miss some games, and that is a incredibly young roster. I don't know this, but I would assume that they are one of the youngest teams in the NFL. I would believe it, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, Some of those guys that maybe adjust the average a little bit because they've added some older people on the offensive line and things like that. But, I mean, most of the guys that you're relying on to be your starters at key positions are still incredibly young. And when Zach Wilson comes back, we'll see how he does. I, I know that I'm kind of anti-Jets sometimes, but I think that they've got a good foundation and they've drafted well. They've drafted, drafted a lot of guys that I've liked, uh, but I just this is not their year. I would not be surprised if they finished dead last in this division once again, which might be a blessing in disguise for the Jets to get another top draft pick and you bring in somebody like Will Anderson. I mean, lights out on your defense, and then hopefully Zach Wilson can continue to emerge. I don't see it happening this year, though. The Patriots, like you said, their offense sounds like it's terrible. Yeah. And even if your defense is really good, you still got to score some points. So I, I think that's going to be tough. Miami, not a big believer in them, too, but I, hell, they might finish second in the division. Yeah. They might be knocking on the Wildcat. Or the wild card door. But <laughs> lot, I said Mike Daniel earlier. I meant Mike McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Lot of lot on the weight. A lot of weight on the shoulders of Tua there. And I just I don't know if he's the guy yet, but the Buffalo Bills, I'm a big believer in what they're doing. Both of us have the Buffalo Bills pick to win the AFC East. Moving along to the very exciting AFC South. Everybody's talking about that one and Ayo. boy is that a good one too. I picked the Colts. To win this division, because I don't think that the Texans are even close yet. I don't think the Jaguars are even close yet. And I think this is going to be a down year for the Titans. I, I, that's another one of those things where I feel it in my bones. We have a lot of similarities with our picks here, and I think our reasonings are probably going to be the same too. And this isn't something that we've really talked about off air, so it's kind of cool to come in and just be like, all right, sweet, our minds are in the same place with this, especially looking at the NFL and the way these divisions are going to shape out. But looking at the Colts, it just feels like they've been one of those teams, kind of like what I mentioned with the Bills a little bit ago, that 
you, you just keep missing, right? Like the Buffalo Bills is like, okay, you're losing to the Chiefs in the playoffs. Like that's your kryptonite. That's a yikes. When you look at the Colts, though, it's like it's just the quarterback position itself. Just they like, keep getting screwed over by mm-hmm. it. Like you think you have with Andrew Luck, he retires. You think you get it with Philip Rivers, his arm's just dead by the end of the season. Last year with Carson Wentz. If anyone hopped in a microphone and screamed choo-choo, I was like, my God, you're an idiot. Yeah, what a dumbass. Yeah, I can't believe someone would do that multiple times. And then that was me. But they do still have run. Jonathan Taylor, though. And that's the thing. is like you got Jonathan Taylor. You get Michael Pittman, you know, with another year of NFL experience. You get Paris Campbell coming back healthy. You grab Sam Ellinger. Sam. <laughs> yeah. You, is it Alec Pierce, the, the receiver you took uh, in the draft from Cincinnati? There's some excitement there. It's like you have something to build on. Good offensive line, a defense that got better too. And it's just maybe this is it for the Colts. And you've just been kind of waiting for your division to fall apart a little bit. <laughs> Everything might be able to win. just fall in place for him. I mean, it's just been with Tennessee. And yeah. it's just a situation here, like you said, with Houston. I, I'm kind of, I just want to see them develop and get better. Uh, I've found myself rooting for Davis Mills. I don't have really? any reason to justify. I don't know why. I, his name should just be David. I don't know why you would name your kid Davis. His neck is extremely long. He's a weird dude to look at. But for some reason... There's a lot, of going, lot going against him. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, it's like, go be good in Houston. Like, with all the, the news and shit that you mm-hmm. went through before with Deshaun Watson, Bill O'Brien as your coach, not that yeah. he did anything, but just, like, head into a new era and be successful. For some reason, I just I want to see it. Mm-hmm. And Davis Mills is one of those guys that a lot of people shit on and kind of laughed at the Texans. Like, that's your first pick. Like, that's yep. who you're going to take. You think this guy can play quarterback. And he played pretty well last year. He ended the year very strongly. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars, I, I think that they're a year or two away from being successful and, and being good, and that's if everything goes very well for them, which I, I like what they've done, too. And for the Titans... I think this is the year that we're finally going to see some regression from Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I do think that they're going to have issues with Ryan Tannehill, who I'm, I don't think he's going to have a good year. I think he's going to be looking over his shoulder no matter what he says. Uh, this is a guy who already said he had to go to therapy because of mistakes that he made last year in the playoffs. I don't think he's going to be confident. I think that this is going to be a Carson Wentz type year for Ryan Tannehill. And wow. Malik Willis has played very well behind him. Mm-hmm. So now you've got that. And not to try to play doctor here, but I, I think that we're going to see a very bad year from Ryan Tannehill. And we haven't seen one. I didn't and, see those comments. He went to therapy because of his playoff performance? Yeah, through like an interception late in a playoff game that lost it. I don't remember. But then uh, had Cincinnati, a, yeah. had it, said he had a hard time getting over it. Went and uh, did therapy. That helped quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know that drafting a young rookie quarterback to play behind you who's been very good so far is going to make things better. Yeah, and that's crazy to hear that like a playoff game is sticking with you for so long because that's why NFL quarterbacks get praised. You know what I mean? It's just like oh, yeah. you move on from a play. And if a loss is, you know, that's, it's crazy to hear, but at the same time I admire the fact that he's like, okay, I need to address this. Like, oh, I need yeah, to come good in, for him. clear-minded, let's go into it. You know, But at the mm-hmm. same time it's like, okay, I'm clear-headed from the playoff game, but it's like, pfft. Yep. That yeah, well, rookie is tearing it up in camp and preseason games. You know, one of the like coach cliches is like, hey, forget the last play. Don't yeah. let the last play affect the next 12 plays. And I think that we're going to see that with Ryan Tannehill. I think we saw it on Saturday, too, with App State. They had that opportunity late in the fourth quarter, and their quarterback kind of overthrew the guy, slash he should have kept running and caught the ball, and they didn't convert when they should have. And then they get another opportunity late in the game where they could have won it. I think their quarterback kind of 
second-guessed himself of, oh, don't throw the ball, don't make a mistake, don't overthrow him, he yep. might drop it. Tried to run the ball, when he tried, probably should have tried to throw it again. <laughs> uh, so you can't let those last plays affect your next couple ones, and it is. It's a little bit of a cliche, but it's also true, and we'll see what happens with Ryan Tannehill. Not rooting against the guy, but facts are facts. I, that's my opinion on it. I, I hope that he plays well. Don't wish anybody to play poorly, um, but I, I just don't think that we're going to see a good year from him. And if we don't, I think that the Titans are going to suffer from that one. Uh, now the very fun AFC West. We don't agree Mm-mm. on this one at all. I'll let you go first. Oh, great. You're putting me in this position. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, so it seems like every year as we head into you know the season, we look at the AFC West and we look at every team that's there. And Kansas City's won it six years in a row. And you look at it this year, and again, you hear everyone go, man, I think this is the year for the Chargers. This looks like it's the Chargers' year. You know, the Raiders, they have their question marks. The Broncos, they don't have it figured out. A quarterback, Kansas City. Chiefs fans are like, I don't know how you're overlooking Kansas City again. They're bringing everybody back. But I look at it this year, and everyone in that division is so good. I know that. Everything I just explained was just years past what you hear from the media. The Broncos haven't figured out a quarterback. They have a stellar defense. they got good young weapons. they got a rebuilt offensive line. Don't blame anyone for picking them. You look at the Raiders. Question marks the offensive line and your defense a little bit, and just there's just some question marks there as well as how consistent and good are they going to be through the year. They should be solid offensively. You look at the Chiefs, and the, this is kind of where I run into a question mark of, is it going to take them a little bit to kind of get everything down and figured out with the new guys that you have on offense? Your offensive line, you've got guys everyone coming back. There's a lot of young guys playing on defense, like you just said. New guys that have come into the system as well. And it usually just takes a little bit for the defensive guys to kind of start clicking for Kansas City. That's what it's been like in years past. The offense, I think it's going to take them a little bit. They start the year off very, very just like tough. Like It's just going to be a very tough start to the year for Kansas City with that schedule. But then when I sit there and I look at the Chargers, it's like I, I don't have question marks about anything. You have your quarterback. You have your running back. You have an offensive line with guys that you've hit on in the draft. Your defense is just full of studs. It seems like every damn position. And your receivers, Jesus Christ. Like you, you've got plenty of those as well to go around. And mm-hmm. so when I look at Kansas City, I have some question marks, but I know Patrick Mahomes is still the quarterback. But when I look at the Chargers and then you look at the quarterback with Justin Herbert, and it's like you guys don't have any more excuses this year. This has to be your year. So I am picking the Chargers to win the AFC West. But it's more so that this literally is the year for the Chargers to win this division. And if they can't do it, yikes. Yeah, I think the Chargers are going to be very good as well. I did pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West, but I do think that it is going to be a very tough battle for them. Just looking at their depth chart, there's so many guys that were not in Kansas City for their Mm -hmm. uh, Super Bowl win. And I don't think I realized it until now. Yeah, it's a whole new era. Pretty much the entire offensive line. Mm-hmm. is new since then. The only receiver that you had on roster at the time of your Super Bowl win was McCall Hardman, who was like a rookie and barely, barely on the field. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. That's it, though. Yeah. It's those three guys are the only people left uh, that are starters from and that. And then when Bowl. you go to the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. it's only Frank Clark. Chris Jones. Oh, uh, excuse me. Yes, and Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Derek Naughty as well. So let me just – those three. Forget about it. Okay. But like some people might go, well, what about Juan Thornhill? He was injured. He got injured that playoffs. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there in the Super Bowl. Rashad Fenton was there, but I don't know how much he was playing at the Just time. Just special teams, pretty much. Right. So a lot of turnovers since that Kansas City Super Bowl. But they still got 15 at quarterback, and I think that's going to be enough to win this division. Um, wild card picks, though. 
both of us have three teams coming from the AFC West. Um, you have the Chargers winning the AFC West with the Chiefs and Broncos as wildcard teams. I have the Chiefs winning with the Broncos and Chargers as wildcard teams. I do think the Broncos are going to be good enough, even though I have started to doubt them a little bit as we get closer and closer to the season. I still think they're going to be really good. And, you know, I even with the Raiders, I still think that there's a possibility. Yeah. Looking at just how poorly everything went for them last year, and they still found a way to get to the playoffs. They had every reason to just like give up midway through the season. Like some they people should have been like a bottom ten team, in and the then we would have understood it. Like, mm-hmm. well, you lost your head coach. You know, your offensive yep. playmaker got kicked off the team. A first round defensive. You player haven't had a successful draft pick in seventeen yes. years and or it's whatever. Just like my God, like it, it just it makes sense. That's tough to overcome. And like mm-hmm. Derek Carr, like I, I give him every bit of respect, and you know, praise for it as well as like you helped lead that team out of the mud. And contend for a playoff. And now spot. you have Devontae Adams. So I yep. I think the Raiders can be very good too. If they get into the playoffs, or hell, even if they won this division, I would not be surprised. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if any team won this division. I think they're all four very good. And then both of us have the Bengals making it as a wild card team. But uh, the AFC is it's loaded. I mean it's stacked all over the place where you could see multiple teams from the AFC North, multiple teams from AFC West yep. winning it. And, you know, even the AFC East, the Dolphins could have a good year. The Patriots still have Bill Belichick. So it's like there's multiple teams there. And even in the AFC South, still yeah. have the Titans and the Colts. 100%. So the, I, the AFC is going to be very good. But let's hop on over to the NFC side of things where it's just bad. Uh, <laughs> I think there, there are maybe three, four good teams in this division. I do think the Green Bay Packers are going to be very good. And we both have them winning the NFC North, which is just not a good division either. Like yeah. the Bears are probably still down. The Lions love what they're doing on hard knocks. You're probably still a bad team. <laughs> yep. The Vikings are the Vikings. So the Packers should easily win the NFC North. You know what? I picked the Packers to win this, but I was talking to some buddies this weekend about the Vikings. And it's like, there's no reason for them to not be good this year. They have yeah. the receiving, you know what I mean? Their offensive line, it is what it is. But like, Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. The more I feel like you and I talk about him and we look at his stats and stuff, it's like, you know, we just kind of just shit-talk Kirk Cousins to shit-talk Kirk Cousins. I think it's almost become like a funny thing. It's like hitting yeah. Nickelback. Exactly. It's so like, ah, right yeah, out of my let's, mouth. let's yep. shit on Kirk Cousins. When he's, he's an okay quarterback, he's not going to do anything special, but I think he's good enough that they could win a Super Bowl. It's going to take one 100%. hell of a roster around them but i did i we both picked them as a wild card team mm-hmm. and they and should be successful if they can stay healthy that that's the big if if you can mm-hmm. stay healthy then that's going to be the deal and, and i would be surprised if the vikings end up sneaking in you know a division here with you know the packers trying mm-hmm. to get their young receivers or new guys just kind of connected with aaron Rodgers. and i like kevin o'connell i do too. came over from the rams i don't really know why i like him but i think that he can be good in the NFL. So I, they are one of my wild card teams that I'm picking there as well. Uh, Bears and Lions, like I said, yeah. don't expect I'm just much. rooting for them to be better. I want to see the Lions figured out. I want to see what Jared Goff does this year. After watching that last episode of Hard Knocks, there was a lot of praise on Jared Goff, and it kind of clicked for me too. Is like, you know what? Like, I forgot to watch it again. <laughs> he's like, he is a solid quarterback. I got to set an like, alarm or something. A lot of it, I... I don't know. Maybe it was just things just kind of wore off there in L.A. And it was like, this isn't it. But he, I don't know, he just looks crisp in Detroit. And I know it's it's hard knocks and they're going to make him look good. I find myself just, rooting for him. I don't know if he's going to be good. Something feels different about Jared Goff this year. But I, I want him to be good. Mm-hmm. 
again, I don't know if he will be, but I would like to <laughs> see it. We're just rooting for it. Yeah. Uh, and same with Justin Fields, too. I would love to see him yep. be good. Loved watching him play at Ohio State. Um, the NFC East is another interesting division. I, I think that the Cowboys should easily win this one, but I'm still not a big believer in Mike McCarthy. I have a question. So um, I agree with you on the Cowboys and what you just said about McCarthy, but everyone is just sitting here looking at the Eagles and going, like, this is, like, the Eagles have like the one of the best rosters on paper. I look at Philadelphia and I still just don't see it. I, what am I missing? I haven't seen people saying that, so I yeah. Don't, like uh, no? I think Chris Sims came out and said like Philadelphia's got a really good roster. They look good. Dan Orlovsky's doing the same thing. Mina Kimes. It's just everywhere that I see is just like ooh, with Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. And I sit here and I look at it. and I'm like, what the fuck am I missing? It's probably because they picked up Trey Sermon. <laughs> No, I don't, they well, do it was, have the, some, it was the trade with uh, Chauncey Gardner. Everyone just like loved that. Oh yeah, over the weekend they did pick him up. Um, they have a, I think a sneaky good roster. So maybe that's why, yeah, people are hyping it up. They they do kind of have a, a sneaky good like even their offensive line. If Lane Johnson can stay healthy, you have AJ mm-hmm. Brown and Devontae Smith. You have Dallas Goddard at tight end, yeah. Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. So you you've got some playmakers. You should have a solid offensive line. No excuses this year for Jalen Hurts. Like, yeah. they, they should be good. That's, that was another one of my wild card teams, though. I, I do think the Cowboys will, should win this one easily, but I, I think that the Philadelphia Eagles can make it interesting. I, I think they can beat the Cowboys once, if not twice. Yeah. It's not just like a oh, Cowboys are going to dominate thing. I mean, they've shit the bed plenty of times. Or they're, you know, they're one Dak Prescott injury, which we've seen away from being pretty bad. So I do have the Cowboys pick to win this division. Yep, and I I did pick them as well. Uh, Heading into the NFC South, both went with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Seems pretty obvious. Yep. Uh, I don't know why, though. Over the weekend, the more I've been thinking about uh, the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield, I'm just sitting here going, like, just a little bit of a gut feeling. Like, hey, there might be something there. Yeah. Might be a little special. I was going to ask, who do you – who do you think could finish second in this division? Because mm-hmm. I do kind of think that the Panthers might be decent. Like their defense, like we, I talked about it a lot last year. It's there's like, a lot of potential. They, there's a lot there, yes. And then even looking at the offense, the offensive line is, is going to have its question marks. But I mean, still, like I believe they, you know, focused on it in the draft. They took uh, a Kwanu right there uh, in the first round, and mm-hmm. they took Miles Cade in the sixth, just a right guard. That doesn't matter. But just the fact that like you're like, okay, hey, we're paying attention to the offensive line here. And I just, I don't know. There's just something with a it. A lot like is going to depend on if Christian McCaffrey is healthy. Well, I even do think then you have, like, Deontay Foreman, and he did well with Tennessee last year when Derrick Henry was out. You and Chuba I mean? Hubbard was very good when McCaffrey was out. Mm-hmm. So I think you about the running backs. I will say maybe a little bit of a hot take. Their biggest question mark is Matt Rule. I just don't know if he's an NFL coach. That's uh, but I, their point. roster, I do think, is pretty solid. So if Carolina is not successful this year, I think they should fire Matt Rule. Yep. And because you do have some pieces in place. I know Baker Mayfield is not like first belt Hall of Fame guy. He's a good enough quarterback that you should be able to win games in the NFC South, at least. Yep. And you know, with the Buccaneers, we both have them picked to win this thing, obviously. I do have a lot of questions about them. Yeah. New Just head coach. The injury bug has kind of struck him. Mm-hmm. And you, Tom Brady, I'm sure once the season starts, he's going to be super committed and ready to roll. Eventually, he's either got to be bad or retire, though. Mm-hmm. 
So I do like I find myself questioning the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think that it's going to be as dominant of a season this year as I'm what questioning them as well. But I feel like it's the wrong. Thing. Like I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for questioning. I know. Which like is, Tom Brady's going to hear me and be like, "You're doing what?" Exactly. Uh, no, sir. No, sir. This is a, a little uh, shadowing here. I think that a lot of people are going to share this opinion of like, "Ooh, I don't know about the Buccaneers. I think they might even struggle early," and then people start questioning them. And, and then Tom Brady is like, fuck it. I'll show you what I can still do. Yeah. I can take three weeks off and still be the greatest football player of all time. I don't care if I'm 50 years old. Yeah, we're, doing, we're doing exactly what Tom Brady wants. We're making him <laughs> an underdog. He's playing chess. We're playing checkers. Yep. <laughs> he's just waiting for that damn motivation. That's why he's the GOAT. He does it time and time again in a different way. Uh, it, you know, with the Falcons, uh, we've kind of talked about them. I just, they're rebuilding. Uh, they're, Marcus Mariota is not going to do anything. I think Desmond Ritter ends up starting some games this year for them, which if you're a Falcons fan, I think you should be excited about that. Let I, him get an opportunity. I think Atlanta's picking first next year in the draft. That would not be I surprised. I know I said Seattle last episode, but I think it's between the two bird teams. Yep. And then the Saints, uh, Jameis Winston, the quarterback there. You're losing Sean Payton. I think they might be interesting, could maybe even be a wild card team, but we'll see. Their like defense I, is really good. Offense has the playmakers. Yeah. Stay healthy. After week three, I might you know, change my tune and back. Okay, the Saints are legit. Yeah. But as of right now, I, I have them missing the playoffs. The NFC West, we both have the Rams winning that one. The NFC West, still very good. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to be bad as well. But then the 49ers and the Cardinals, I think they can be good. But I think the Rams are too good for either one of them to contend for this division. I completely agree with you. And then I actually put the 49ers as one of my wild card teams. And I left the Cardinals out because mm-hmm. I then went with the Eagles and the Vikings. And my thing with the 49ers, I'm just believing in Trey Lance. I guess that's what it is. I think you know Kyle Shanahan's going to put him in a spot to succeed. The fact that you have Jimmy Garoppolo taking a pay cut to stay is even going to mean something. And that's going to be beneficial to uh, Trey Lance as well. And I just I look at San Francisco and go, everything else is there for you. Mm-hmm. And I, in my wild card teams, I went with the Vikings, the Eagles, and I had the Cardinals. I was also toying between them and the 49ers. I just think with Trey Lance being such a young first-year starter is what set me over the top with the Cardinals. I'm, I'm not like sitting here thinking, oh, the Cardinals are going to be very good next year. Yeah, I Somebody has to make it to the playoffs. That's kind of where <laughs> I'm at with them. I, I think that Cliff Kingsbury is probably not a very good coach. Kyler Murray, we'll see what happens after Call of Duty comes out. But I think that they can do enough early that they still make the playoffs. And they, they're decent enough. Now, at San Francisco, same thing. They'll probably be pretty good defensively. Nick Bosa is amazing. Trey Lance, I do want to see him be good. Mm-hmm. But also, I want to rub it in the face of a lot of 49ers fans that didn't want him as their quarterback. So, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Super Bowl man. matchup, though. I'm still going with the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for the reasons that I said earlier, something in my bones just tells me this is the Bills' year, and I will root for them very hard. The Bills? Yes, against anybody they play, because they can't play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I am a okay. Bills fan unless they're playing the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for not like just like, oh, in the back of my mind. I think I'm going to be cheering for them. I've I want key. a Bills Super Bowl almost more than I want a Chiefs Super Bowl. I'm going to admit something that I've not told anybody and I've felt so guilty about. Oh, I've known since you were a kid. 
You can feel safe. Shut this up. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. This freaking guy. <laughs> the Bills, I've like always kind of been a fan of them, and that's not what I'm admitting here. It was watching that playoff game. I was rooting for Josh Allen to make plays, to like convert a third and long. Because I just wanted to see if he could do it, and he he did it every time. So it got to yeah. a point where like I was getting annoyed with myself because I was like, I'm rubbing, like I'm doing this like good luck thing, where it's like, okay, Chiefs defense is gonna stop, but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, Josh Allen, make a play, I just run for it. Throw it's like a me week one when they played the Browns, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, who was it? Chubb scored a touchdown. Score. Like, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Shoot. <laughs> Shut <Oops>. up. <laughs> Sorry. I do. I root for Josh Allen, and I want to see the Buffalo Bills be good. I think that their fan base deserves it. Without I think a their doubt. head coach, their front office. I love everything about the Buffalo Bills. Four straight years in the 90s, and you lose every single one mm-hmm. of them. I remember when I learned that as a kid. I was just like, that yep. is brutal. And you know what? If they win one, I, I hope they give a ring to Jim Kelly if he wants to accept it or not. But like yep. Thurman Thomas. Yep. I I might be more of a Bills fan this year. Not more than a Chiefs fan, but I kind of want the Bills to just get If you had to pick a second team, absolutely. <laughs> 100% Bills. Like, easy decision yeah. on the year. So very much rooting for them. I do have the Bucks playing them. Uh, I am going to put a 31-27 score prediction on that Super Bowl because that's a popular thing to do. But definitely rooting for the Bills, hoping they win. And that's my Super Bowl pick as well. So I went with the Buffalo Bills as well, and I did pick them to win. But their team, their matchup, who they're playing from the NFC, is going to be the Packers. I now I know I mentioned earlier that hey, the Vikings, you know, probably still have a chance to win the North because it's going to take Aaron Rodgers a little bit with those younger receivers. But here's the thing about Green Bay: everything else is fine. Your offensive line is good. Ball. Yep, you got two good <laughs> running backs. Your defense is just full of studs. The more you look at it, you're like, ooh, okay, like hey, kind of didn't realize how good he was here. You drafted well as well there for your defense. I think this is a year the Packers make it. And if we see a Bills versus Packers Super Bowl, I know I just said I'd be rooting for the Bills, but it's like there's just a part of me that's heel turning to Aaron Rodgers. Like I just I just want him to get over the hump to where he just back to back MVPs and it's just go in a freaking Super Bowl and get everyone to be quiet. Only thing that can make me root even harder for the Bills is if they play the Packers. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers <laughs> still to this day. And, and I did I pick the Bills him. to win to a score of 28 to 25 <laughs> because it's going to be in great Packers fashion. Something's going to happen and the Bills are able to win. Yeah. And here's a hot take for you. I think the only teams out of the NFC that can win the Super Bowl are the Bucks and the Packers. Not hot takes huh? because the Rams, I don't think they're good enough to repeat. I think they're going to get it's complacent. Just, it's so hard to repeat in the NFL. It, yep. Nobody does it anymore. I still think they're going to be very good, but I don't think that they will. I don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl. And maybe, I guess, maybe that is a little bit of a hot take, but a very good matchup on Thursday night will be the Bills and the Rams. So it could be a Super Bowl preview. I've been wrong before. I will be wrong again, but something I know for sure is that Club 609 has the best happy hour in the world, home of some great nachos and other appetizers, but also a fantastic happy hour with two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. You better believe it. Next up is going to be downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that, so be sure to visit our website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Also, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change in your tire service. Make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. All right, let's end the show with a little award prediction. And then again, I said I had some just the tips. Uh, Meant to get to them last week, and then I kind of forgot about it. Uh, So we'll get to them tonight. Uh, MVP prediction. 
you and I are Bills fans. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us <laughs> predicting Josh Allen to win the MVP. That's another thing that I think can happen, and I want to here's the Here's the thing, though, and I didn't do it on purpose this year, but I did last year. Whoever's won the MVP has not won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's one of those weird stats that caught my eye a couple you years think ago. Josh Allen can be the guy? Breaker of curses. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes, I freaking tell you that. Maybe it is Josh Allen. That also just seems like fitting. Yeah. Like it, within the Josh Allen like story. That and the Bills like winning a Super Bowl is like they overcame everything. I can't wait to watch the movie on Disney Plus. <laughs> of how the Bills won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Chief fans are going to hate me for this, but I feel safe saying it to you. I think I might be rooting for the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. It's like I've experienced it. Like, I mean, we've already called it, you know what I mean, in terms of like, yeah, it just feels like this is a year. Let's root for our prediction. If they're not playing the Chiefs, I'm active. I might buy a Bills shirt. I do like their color scheme. I like their logo. I've, even as a kid, I thought it was cool. Got a lot of great things going yep. on there in Buffalo. Do they come to Kansas City this year? Uh, I think they do. I think, yeah, I think so. You jumping through another table? Fuck no, dude. I can't. <laughs> my body, like the way I'm feeling now after going. I would out like last to. Time, I'm tired of putting my body through pain. I would like to tailgate with Bills fans on a friendly basis of like. Yeah. You know what, guys? We get it. You're all really good. Like, Bills actually, fans should listen to this podcast and then be like, yes, let's tailgate at Arrowhead as friends. Not as, like, even rivals for the day. Just as, like, if you guys don't win it, we want to. Or, you know, if we don't win it, we want you guys to win it. Because that would be the best tailgate ever. It would be like Woodstock, but at a tailgate. <laughs> of just everybody love everybody. Let's all get drunk. Like the Chiefs, Chiefs fans, we'll put some barbecue sauce on the tables. We'll light it on fire. You guys are better at jumping through them, so you yep. go ahead and do that. And Show us how that's done. We'll cook the food. You guys jump through the tables. Absolutely. You bring the equipment, we'll bring the food. And in 30 years, there'll be a Netflix documentary called The Chiefs Bills Tailgate of 22. I think I'm going to try to organize it, get some sponsors behind it and things like that. Both of us have Josh Allen. Uh Pick to win the MVP as we S the D of the Buffalo Bills here. Uh, <laughs> defensive player of the year, both of us also going with TJ Watt. Uh, as my daughters listen. Yeah, that was just yeah. like, ah. <laughs> I know you didn't forget, but like maybe just in case it slipped your mind for a second that they are in fact here. <laughs> Look, they, don't, they probably don't know what those letters mean. I hope not. They're going to ask me on the way home. Yep. I asked them earlier today, there was a song that said the F word while we were listening to it. I think it was Doja Cat. And I like was your daughters are listening to Doja Cat, huh? Story time. Here we go. On Friday, um, we they had cheer practice. We were listening to some songs to get pumped up for cheer practice. (laughs) And my oldest daughter says, "Can we listen to Thirty Four Plus Thirty Five?" I'm like, "They cannot be talking about the song that I think they're talking about." And I was like, "Who sings it? Ariana Grande." I'm like, maybe it's not as bad as I remember. That song is 100% about 69ing. And it is as bad as I remember. So, like, listening to Doja Cat was not even on my radar of problems for my eight and nine year old daughters. Is that how they asked to listen to the song? She didn't want to say the number? No, that's the name of the song. That is the title 34 plus 35. Yeah. Shocker. I guess I don't know that one. 
I'm going to yep. listen to that on the way home. <laughs> uh-huh. So Doja Cat song says the F word, and I had like a reaction like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. I can't believe it said, did you listen to music that says F word? And they're like, we've heard it before. And I'm like, you've never heard me say it before. Yeah. Like, Dad, yes, we have. And I'm like, you most certainly have not. And I was like, when? Tell me an example of when you've heard me say the F word. And they pull out a list. <laughs> they're like, uh, anytime a song says it, like if you're singing, you don't. You don't bleep it out. You don't. You don't stop singing. Like you'll just say it. It's not, like not a big deal. I was like, fine. Only when I'm singing, though. And then Maddie was like, uh, no, I heard you say it this time. And I asked you if you knew what the F word was and if you ever said it. And you said all the fucking time. Like, <laughs> you said it then. So I was like, well, I only say it when I'm either singing or talking. But that's it. No yeah. other times do I ever say the F word. So they they got me on. <laughs> On that one, they've they've heard uh, some things. Yeah, we've they're... seen you work on the lawnmower. Comes out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they used to tell on me all the time because, like, if I had to put together like furniture or anything uh-huh. like that, a lot of curse words, a lot, and they would tattle on me to my mother and be like, "Dad put together a dresser today." He said, "Damn, like four times and <laughs> this and that." And like, I hey, love how when they tell on you, they up. still use the word because I've heard them do that before. Oh, you yeah. said shit today three times. Like, you just did. Uh-huh. Now you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I can ground you. Ah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, we do have both of us. TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Like, 22 and a half sacks last year. I think he's going to be very good again this year, but I almost, I was very close to putting Nick Bosa. Ooh. I think he's, if he's healthy, he's another one yeah. of those dudes. If he's healthy, he's going to have a monster year. And I, I think you're exactly right. And I think I look at T.J. Watt, too, and just go, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to get sacks in this division. Joe Burrow is a pocket quarterback. You don't have to worry about the quarterbacks on your team because you're not sacking them. But, like, Lamar Jackson, you're usually pretty good at getting to him. And then when you look yep. at Cleveland, it's like, Joe and Jacoby Brissett. line yeah. has not been great for the AFC North. Not really, no. You know, even um, who's the left tackle of the Ravens? Stanley. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been so hurt that it's like, okay, left tackle hasn't been great there. The Bengals have not had a great offensive line in the last couple of years. Maybe they will this year. And the same thing with the Browns. Even their offensive line might be the best one in the division, but they also probably have the worst quarterback in the division. Mm-hmm. So T.J. Watt, he could, he could eat this year. Coach of the year, uh, sticking with my Buffalo Bills theme, Sean McDermott. Yep. And rooting for it. <laughs> it I, I saw you wrote it in, and I was like, oh, that, duh, that's a solid pick. I went actually with Nathaniel Hackett, the new coach for the – Denver Broncos, I think if they have any bit of success there. If they're double-digit wins, it's going to be hard for, like, because even with Sean McDermott, even if they win, like, 12, 13 games. Yeah, it's like, we've already seen this. And it's almost like a, yeah, you're expected to do Mm -hmm. that. Yep. Yeah, so I I could see it going that way uh, with Nathaniel Hackett, too. Rookie of the year, this was a tough one for me. Offensive rookie of the year, I didn't want to do any of the quarterbacks. Although I do think that uh, Kenny Pickett is maybe the safest bet. I went with Chris Olave, though, because I do really like him. And in this offense, Jameis might just throw the ball deep. And I think that Chris Olave can be that dude that catches the ball deep. So I, I think, bold prediction here again, I think we can see a Justin Jefferson type year out of Chris Olave. Really? I think so. I, I think the fit is good. I think that he can get the targets. I think that Michael Thomas is going to see a lot of the attention from the court, you know, quarter one or any double coverage, and that's going to allow him to have that big rookie year like we did with Justin Jefferson because so many people were worried about Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. 
not so much like we saw with Jamar Chase, who I think just bullied everyone (laughs) and belonged in the NFL since he was in like a junior in high school. Yeah. But I I think we can see that kind of Justin Jefferson of like, there's not much of a learning curve for him. He comes out hot early and he's got a receiver opposite of him. That's taking away some of that attention. Absolutely. For me, I went with, uh, Two guys here. I, James Cook, the running back for the Buffalo Bills. We'll just keep talking about them. Uh, I think he's got an opportunity to just do something special there. That's been the one piece the Bills have really just been kind of missing out on as a consistent running back threat that you can go to at any point in time. He's good at catching the ball in the backfield as well, but then it was just the other name that like it hit me as we were talking about it, like Damian Pierce, the running back for the Houston Texans. There's really nothing else there. If he's looking this all in preseason. So many and people are talking about him. And he's pretty much won the job already. It's like, yeah, okay, man, just take off with it. Because there's no mm-hmm. quarterbacks I'm going to pick. Like, I'm not going to pick him, Malik Willis. I look at no. some of the other receivers, and it's like, okay, hey, you're in a good situation. But I just, I just have a feeling it's going to be a running back this year. Yep. And rookie defensive player of the year, both of us go with Aiden Hutchinson. He's just looked so good. Oh, and maybe yeah. it is the hard knocks bump. But he's looked really good, and I think that he can come in and be productive. Yep. And Trayvon Walker with the, the Jaguars, I think he can be really good as well. He off to a hot start in the preseason also, but I, I did give the edge to Aiden Hutchinson in that one. Yep, I'm right there with you. And let's end the show with two just the tips that mm-hmm. I I like these two. And I've been in at least one of these situations before. Uh, first one. Is it acceptable to slide in the DMs of someone if you've met them? Let me try this again. Is it acceptable to slide into someone's DMs if you've met them and spoken with them but only found their account by stalking? Uh, In my situation, it's my hairdresser, but I don't have her number slash last name and only found her through uh, the salon's socials. Uh, You know, I'm... I'm going to be honest here about my own just a tip because I have a question for you because I don't know how to answer this because I'm in two situations here where I've done the same thing with a girl that I see at a coffee shop that I go to. Um, it's just like, okay, cool. I see like when I go get coffee, you take my order. I then found you on social and I was like, ooh, I haven't followed her because I feel like that's kind of creepy to just be like, oh, hey, I'm Instagram or Facebook? Uh, Instagram. Mm, and that one's a little another bit girl tougher. who. Uh, I followed on Instagram, and she followed me back, and then I waited a little bit, and then she posted a picture, and I tried to slide into her DMs, didn't get a response. But since then, (laughs) I have seen her at the same set coffee shop and at Club 609 numerous times. This is all one person? or No, this is two separate. These are two separate I also started drinking coffee, apparently. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, you say you make fun of me, like, oh, man, you went and got another coffee? (laughs) Fuck, yes, I did. You don't know who's in there. <laughs> I do. Now I'm going to all these other coffee shops in town. I'm like, they got hot chocolate in the there. The freaking options are new, are just endless. Huh. Uh, yeah, they got hot chocolate. They okay, got cheese, so everything. For me, I think it is 100 percent acceptable to slide into somebody's DMs, and I ask about Instagram versus Facebook because it, even if it's a lie, like a little white lie, I think it's completely okay to just be like, "Hey, you popped up on the people I may know." Added you as a friend on Facebook. Like, that's super easy to yeah. do. Instagram is a little bit tough. I feel like it's a little bit more invasive because, like, that one is. Because, like, there is, like, the suggested friends on Instagram, but it's not, like, right in your face like Facebook is. Yeah, you kind of If gotta... you spend, like, 30 minutes around someone, they're going to show up on your Facebook. Without friends. a doubt. Yep. Like, that's 100% accurate. Yeah. Instagram is a little bit tougher, but I still think it's okay. So, would you slide in the DMs then? 
What's 100%. your, what's your uh, message? It really just depends on the situation. Okay. Coffee wasn't the only thing hot today. What's up? Oh, at a boy. Let me take note of that. Uh, one more time. <laughs> I, but I do. I even if it's your hairdresser, the person who cuts your hair, I think that's fine too. Like I don't. Yeah. This is just the the era that we live in, to where even if you were stalking that person on social media, I think that's okay to even do. Yeah. Like, I've had the- people add me on social media, and like some of my socials, like to add me, you kind of got to go out of your way. Yeah, I'm not super discoverable. <laughs> like hell, half of the people in my life know me by not my first name. Yeah, that is very true. So like, if you're adding me like on Facebook, it's like a you did some work. Well, it's even on Instagram because your Instagram's right. your actual name. Now it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I think that it's okay. I've done it. Yeah, it's fine. If it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't here's, go anywhere. Here's my one thing with this situation: if it's your hairdresser, mm-hmm. if you mess on the DM. Do you go get a new hairdresser? Yeah, that's I was going to bring that up as well. Yes, I think so. If, if it doesn't work, you got to... Or here's the thing. Find keep somebody it, new to cut your hair. DM casual. Like, hey, you got an opening for this day or that day. I'd like to come in and get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. Be non-invasive about it. Don't be like too forward. With Just be like, just be super or, chill. Go and get your hair cut. Build a relationship up some more. If you're willing to risk it, you just might have to know that, yeah, I'm going to have to find a new place to get my hair cut. Yep. That's also very true. But if you're cool with it, and this dude has fantastic hair, so it'd be hard to mess that up. If, if she follows you back on Instagram, and then you slide in the DMs and she doesn't respond, and you got to go get a new hairdresser, you have to post a picture immediately of your new haircut that was not done by her. When one door closes, one door opens or some exactly. bullshit like that. <laughs> but I do think that we live in this era now with social media that even maybe even five years ago, it'd be like, oh, no, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not a creep, then I think it's completely fine. I think you can even be honest to be like, hey, found you interesting. Stock your social media. <laughs> I know I worked with somebody one time, and I told her straight up. It's like I did not realize how tall you were or didn't expect you to be so tall because I stalked your Facebook before we started working together. It's when I was teaching. And it was like I stalked you. You looked like you were of average height. Mm-hmm. But when she started working she was like five foot ten. <laughs> Turns out her boyfriend, husband now, is six foot seven. He's a giant. <laughs> so I was expecting like some five foot two, five foot four girl. Uh-huh. Nope, she's every bit of five ten. <laughs> but it was just like, hey, just being honest, like I stalked your social media. But I think that's a. Can we even call it stalking anymore? We all do it. We just look, yeah. Everybody I think stalking it. is just like, hey, where are you at? Okay, now I'm here too. That would be weird. <laughs> Tracking locations is yeah. weird. Now, I say that. I have accidentally caught myself in that position and not realized it. Where, like, I went somewhere, and then, like, as I pulled in, I saw that person's story, and it's like, I can't go in now. I can't, like, I can't just be like, if they look and see who saw their story, and I'm one <laughs> Sounds of the like an ones to do it, and it's like, I can't do this. Because there'll be times, like, I go somewhere, and I just, like, chill in my car for a little bit, and then it's just, like, I'm kind of scrolling on my phone and responding to a text message or something. It's like, okay, now I'll get out. I'm really bad about it. like, or I'll go get my coffee, right? And I go into my car and I sit down and I have like a couple of drinks. Maybe I ought to just sit inside the restaurant or the coffee shop and just drink my coffee there. But for some reason, I'm like, I'm just going to go drink it in my car. And I just sit there with my car running. Well, parked, I know you and I'm just submit like, a, just a tip. I think you should have a drink in the coffee shop. Take your laptop in there one day and be like, oh, I'm going to knock out some work real quick while I enjoy my coffee because that opens up. Or one of the seventeen thousand attractive girls that works there. 
or guys, I don't know. That's true. Uh, to come up and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, I see you in here all the time. <gasps> My guy. That's why that people tomorrow. ask me questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, should, should I wear a cowboy hat? Uh, maybe. Sorry. That's what she's into. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> 60% of the time it works every time um, also it. last one I won 100, a $100 Southwest gift card at my job but every flight is well over $100 where should I go um, this is an interesting one especially like this time of year I would want to go to a place where it's not hot uh, go to go to Washington go to Oregon I think that would be a good one. I don't yeah. know. Go to Seattle. Like just and like Seattle anywhere you and, go, it's going to be expensive. But just look mm-hmm. at it. It's like you got a hundred bucks off. I'm yeah. I'm right now on kind of a kick to where I've I've never been to Canada. I kind of like to go to Canada. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do in Canada? See mountains and stuff that's just <laughs> in Canada. The same thing look that like I can the mountains get in, in Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Canada mountains. <laughs> right. Just to be like, you know, I cross the border. No, I'm in Canada. That actually would be kind of cool. I watched some alone, though the show, and I feel like yeah, they're always I'm not, in like I still not watch that. Canada, and it just it feels like there are more animals there, even though there's probably not. <laughs> like there's no way there's more animals there than what I saw in Yellowstone. But it's also just one of those things I like to check off the box. Man, yeah, I've been to Canada. Do you still follow that Nature's Metal account oh, on Instagram, I dude? I was. I, I've missed some of their posts, I guess, and I was just not showing up on my Instagram for whatever freaking reason anymore. I went through and watched like the last 15 posts or reels that they have. And I was just mm-hmm. like, man, nature is just brutal. But some of that stuff is just so cool. Yeah, it is. It is not for um, – And the reason I bring that stomach. up – And, yeah, that's also true. The reason I brought it up is because like they got a clip where like two bears are fighting. And it seems like they're 20 yards in front of people, like right along the water. Could you imagine being somewhere like Alaska or Canada? And you're just going and it's like, uh – We've got two grizzly bears fighting in front of us. What do we do? (laughs) Just shut up. Don't move a muscle. I watched the movie Prey on Hulu, which is about um, Predator, like the alien versus Predator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Is it? Yep. I feel like that's another one of those, like, video games, like, kind of embarrassed to say that I watched it. Kind of embarrassed to say how good I thought it was. I've not. Well, I've watched uh, one of the Predator movies with my uncle when I was. Younger. I watched one like night from '83 or something like yes. that with Arnold Schwarzenegger. In it. And I thought it's it the was, only one I've seen. I thought it was cool, but at the same time, it just, the Predator just kind of creeped me out a little bit. And like I've seen the clips from this one, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that's kind of creepy. It's just it's kind of cool. It's yeah, really man. stupid. Like the acting's not great, but I will say it did a very good job of keeping my attention. And like if I'm watching a movie at home. There are not very many movies anymore that just keep my ADD brain yeah. focused. I'm like, I'm uh, always on my phone or I'll do something else. This one, I'd, it went like 30 minutes without even checking my phone. <laughs> it's called Prey. It's on Hulu. It's about the Predator versus also Native Americans, which was cool. Uh, also, Mexico is a, a pretty relatively cheap place to go. I know that you got oh, like yeah. $100. So that's probably not going to get you to Mexico. But the all-inclusive in Mexico is pretty good deal yeah i really just figured do i want to go to a city or do i want to go like to like do i want to go to a big city like chicago new york and just like mm-hmm. take the hundred dollar discount with it or do i want to go somewhere right. that this completely pays for the flight yeah that's going to be very mm-hmm. difficult because honestly i don't know where you can fly for less than a hundred dollars i wish 
that wasn't an issue. I still don't know why it is. I don't know why it's so expensive to fly. I've heard South Carolina's point. great, by the way. Just saw an oh, SEC yeah. commercial and the South Carolina was up there. I've heard it's great. That's one of the few states I have not been to, though. Yep. Yeah, so you might be able to get to South Carolina fairly cheap. That would be nice, actually. Mm-hmm. Chicago, I, I like Chicago. I know it kind of gets a bad rap for the crime that's there. Yeah, I, the last time that we went, I had a lot of fun. We and walked. I, we walked all over that city. Should right. We? And I Probably didn't not, but feel I didn't feel yeah. unsafe or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel safer in Chicago than I do St. Louis. <laughs> I was just all over St. Louis last night. I'm fine. That's, and that was not even me like taking a dig at it. Like, no, yeah, that's yeah. 100% true. The, here's the best. I say that. I literally went to Bush Stadium uh-huh. up and down the street that runs to it with you know, mm-hmm. 100,000 other people. Yep. And then I went to uh, ballpark village which is right next to it and then i went to a bar on the other side of the stadium and then i got in a truck and got a ride home yep so the that was part. my experience at st louis <laughs> yeah because my buddies too were just cracking jokes about like oh man you can't be walking around you're gonna get stabbed and we're just gonna sit there and leave you yeah. alone i'm just let's like, go another block and i'm like <laughs> you're brave let's go another block over let's yeah. see how brave you are <laughs> i'm not <laughs> you know uh, it's just st louis is a rough city and no offense to the people that enjoy it. It's not for me. Uh, New York is great, too. I love New York. And you know, I've traveled there many times. And a lot of people are like, oh, do you like it? I love it. I think it's wonderful. And there's nothing like it. Maybe if you've been to some of these other giant cities in the world. I haven't. Yeah. New York's the biggest one I've been to. I think it is amazing. Yep. To I just, have a flight voucher, actually, that I need to use. Yeah, to just be walking and literally just anywhere and be like, oh, I've seen this building before. I know like this was in this movie or there's the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. There's whatever, the Sabaro from The Office. There's, I mean, it's just you're, you can't take 10 steps without recognizing something in that city. It's, it's amazing. And it's, it is a crowded city, but it's also not as crowded as I think a lot of people depict it. It's like, oh, you're going to be bumping into people when you walk on the streets. Yeah, it's that's what that I imagine. Crowded. Oh, it's not? Mm-mm. That's what I always picture. It's like right. anywhere and everywhere I go, there's just going to be like someone. Anywhere you go, it's going to be crowded. But, I mean, just for us as an example, it's not like you know walking into Arrowhead Stadium right before kickoff. Yeah. And it's just super crowded and you're like bumping into people. and It's not like that. Okay. I mean, if you can handle walking into a football stadium, you're fine in New York. <laughs> yeah. Times Square gets a little tricky. But oh, I'm sure. It's Times Square, so it's whatever. But, What's uh, the best time of year to go to New York, you said? Christmas. Really? I'm not a big Christmas guy. I freaking love Christmas. New York at Christmas time is kind of magical. Like, it lives up to the hype. To be like driving and be like, there's the NBC tree, whatever it is. Again, yeah. not a Christmas guy, but <laughs> everything is like done up for Christmas. It's super cool. That might be, Everything's red and green. That like, might be what I do for my Christmas gift for like... Everyone this year is, I'm going to buy myself a trip to New York. <laughs> okay, what did you get me for Christmas? Oh, I went to New York. No, what did you uh-huh. get me? Yeah, I left. I, uh-huh. You didn't have to see me. Yeah. <laughs> Merry <You're>, Christmas. <laughs> just uh, get me flight vouchers. That came off year. sad. I didn't mean it to. But, but New York like, is expensive. It's worth it, though. I do love it. How expensive? Like, just stupid expensive? Probably one of the most expensive cities. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, good luck. Could you live in New York? <laughs> Could, no. God, no. No. Mm-mm. Love to visit it. Could not live there. <laughs> no way. I've heard multiple people say it, that's why I asked. Yeah. It is it is one of my probably favorite places to visit. 
I could never live there because there are a lot of people. Too and, much. Like, everything is fast paced, and like that's just not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and traveling, I, I can't handle road rage. I couldn't imagine traffic there. Oh my gosh! And the road rage is real. Oh yeah, that's all. And it is aggressive. <laughs> this little Midwest boy was not ready for it. It's like, <laughs> hey, why can't we all just be nice to each other? Like, yeah, he's parked in the road, but he'll probably move soon. People don't respond to that. <laughs> it's honking everywhere. It's loud. It's fun, though. Um, a lot of great options for you to go to, uh, but that's it for us tonight. Um, no show on Thursday because yep. we will be traveling uh, to Austin, Texas. Let us know. Um, I know that we have a lot of fans down there. Listen, and friends as well. So let us know if you're going to go to that ass-kicking that is the Alabama and Texas game. But that is it for us today. We do appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back at it again uh, probably next week. I don't know. Look for the tweets. Look for the notifications. Uh, Follow us on socials, and we'll let you know. But that's it. We'll talk to you guys later.